Rebound. 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 Hello, Brooklyn. This is the Brooklyn Rebound Podcast, episode 97. And today is, I don't even know what day it is, Padre. What day is it? Today is Tuesday. It's about uh, one week after Election Tuesday. So that'll give you a little time frame here. And listen, Padnam, Brooklyn Rebound, episode 97. I'm ready to preach on the pod right now. You can call me your reverend. Oh. Padre. Oh. Well, let's not call you reverend from 7th Heaven, because didn't he have some, like, child molestation things going on there? <laughs> yeah, uh, he did. I think um, he got kind of lucky that it happened right before Bill Cosby got in all that trouble and, and all the focus switched to that to him obviously being way more famous, but uh, that guy's not a real reverend, no, he's an actor. Myself, he was playing that on TV. I'm really, I'm really uh, ready to drop the knowledge in real life, not acting, you know what I mean? So you're not, so are you confirming you are not a reverend, but you're ready to drop knowledge? I'm not like a church reverend, I'm I'm more in like the sense of, uh, yeah, the preacher aspect. All right, well let's 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 get our preach on. On today's episode, we're gonna go into the state of the Nets. Uh, it's about two and a half week into the season started. Upcoming schedule, injuries, and around the NBA. But first things first. Uh, it's been a lot of change since we last chatted, Padre. Um, I think the world has ended. The Cubs won the World Series. Uh, Donald Trump is our president yes. elect, and the Cowboys are As we eight know, and uh, one. To, to... Sorry to cut you off there, Padnam, but you can't just breeze past the Cubs winning the World Series over my Indians like that and not expect me to comment first. I mean, I did uh, briefly mention it on the latest Mr. Zerelvin, but uh, it was a tough one for me. Um, People were calling it the best baseball game of all time or the best World Series game, at least, of all time. And I get that, but it's just tough from this angle to, to really get the gravity and the history of it when my team uh, blew that 3-1 lead a la the Warriors, even though I don't think it was anywhere near as bad as what happened to the Warriors, but... Yeah, yeah, well... It's still tough, you know. I, I sympathize with you. Obviously, I didn't have the the whole uh, seven-game thing, but the year before, my Mets were in the World Series, and we were the losing team as well, and I had to be there live for the elimination game and see the Royals celebrate on the field because I had mm-hmm. to go from the top all the way to the bottom. I forgot you were at the game. Man. Yeah, so I think we both had very unique experiences. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say one is worse than the other just because... I would say that seventh game series definitely losing three one is bad, but I don't know. Seeing in person is also just as bad. What, what that do you would think? Be bad. Um, yeah, it's different circumstances. My hope is that uh, you know the team that beat your Mets was the the KC Royals. Um, they lost in a game seven of the World Series the year previous. They did the Giants. They did. Yeah. They were able to come back the next year, win the World Series. That's my hope for my Cleveland Tribe for next year. Yeah, so it was next year, you mean? Well, I mean, I said that about the Mets uh, this year, but didn't really turn out. They went, they went uh, over no, no. in the playoffs. So uh, at least they made it. They squeaked in at that, but yeah, the one game playoff. But, yeah, there's still a playoff hat out there that I have to get a 2016 <laughs> Mets playoff hat that I still have to collect. Yeah, you don't need to get that one, honestly. Now, but, uh, hey, these are my moments. I have the 2015 Well Card hat. I have the 2015 World Series hat. Now I have to get the 2016 hat. I'm just gonna be collecting all the same hat with just a little different logo on the side. That's how I roll. Uh, right. Well, uh, well, yeah. So baseball season is a a real grind. It's such a long season, and so it's it's, it's tough to have an end like that. I'm grateful that my, that they made it that far. I mean, all other teams, other than the Cubs, obviously couldn't say that they didn't get to to celebrate as much as I did as a Tribe fan. But it was a long grind, uh, and it's gonna be tough to do it again next year. But fun, hopefully. But uh, speaking of a long grinds, uh, do you want to get into what happened? You know. <laughs> On, on probably what people would consider more important than uh, the World Series or the young NBA season, uh, a little of the political, uh, I guess the, uh, the the campaign that took up the past eighteen plus months. Yeah. Um, um, so the reason why, another reason why uh, we didn't do a podcast, I think we had a two bereavement periods for both of us. Right? You had the the Cubs Indians for a week. 
about two weeks ago, right? And then I had the, uh, you know, I think all of America had it, but I would say, you know. I wouldn't say all. I wouldn't say all of America. Majority of America, 52% of America felt this way <laughs> with me. Um, and and me being, of us two, me being probably a little bit more passionate about politics than you, it really hit me pretty hard. I could not understand how an NBC game show reality show host could be our president elect um, after yeah. doing the things he does. And I'm not going to go on a huge political rant because you can all see that on the news and read whatever you want, uh, make your own decisions on that, especially our fans in Cambodia and Nepal. I'm, I'm sure they're really into this right now. Um, but, yeah. They're on the mountaintop up in Nepal <laughs> getting that fresh podcast delivered. The mo- like, let's see what's up. The thing I'm most upset about, Padre, is the fact that I asked – President-elect Trump get on this podcast today, and he said he was too busy to come on that podcast. Right, because I know all of a sudden he's too busy for us because he has been on the podcast uh, multiple times. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'll say this. Here, here's what I'll say. All right, I didn't, I didn't vote. Okay, I know people are mad about people that didn't vote, which I was one of them. To, I mean, to be fair to me, I, I think um, it was not. The state of New York, where I would would have been voting, was not up for question. I mean, there's no question that... Look, we all thought Hillary was going to win. That's what was projected. It didn't happen. But it's not like New York suddenly swung to Trump. It, it was still a landslide for Hillary. So my vote would really not have mattered. Do, do you at least agree with that? Uh, in the hindsight of things, yes. Uh, but in terms of the demand, like making the popular... Co- um, vote actually count and relevant, which is why electoral vote should be abolished. Because if it was yeah, just because Hillary won the popular vote, anyway. right? Exactly. So if it was just a total number of votes, just like anything else, uh, then and, I could bear responsibility. Then uh, more, if she, more people if like you won. would vote. Exactly. Right. You would. You'd yeah, be like I probably would. Because right. I mean, I don't want to get into all my problems with U.S. politics right, right. now. But uh, people, we're going to talk basketball in a second, guys. But um. But just to finish my thought there, yeah, all right, so I didn't maybe do do my part there, but what I did do my part of is the first time I had Trump on the podcast, you weren't even on, right? I, I was that? not, I was not and on. I tr- and me and, uh, who was it, who was with me, uh, we knocked him out and buried him alive. Was it AK-47? Uh, it was not AK-47, no, it was, uh, it was uh, Christopher Walken. Was <laughs> oh, yeah, Walken. Christopher Walken, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, uh, yeah, uh, Alan Rickman was frozen in the corner, R.I.P., died shortly after. <laughs> oh, no. But, uh, but uh, you know, we buried Trump, me and Walken, and uh, he, he somehow survived and climbed out. Now he's the uh, future president of the United States, the very near future at that. Yeah. And so I think I did my part that way, but it just didn't turn out how. You did. You did. That was more powerful. you and other people wanted. That was much more powerful than a vote. Uh, No one gives you credit for that, Padre. I'll give you credit for trying to at least (laughs) eliminate him. Um, But hopefully we'll have to, like, have him come in person. And, I mean, we we have to do it before he's elected president. Otherwise, we we would be in trouble for anything we did after January 21st. And and to be fair, uh, uh, Padnam, or, or to just make it clear, when we do have him back on, I'm not going to. He he is president elect now. He's got Secret Service, I'm sure, and and everything. I'm not going to try anything, you know. No threats to his life. I'm not going to get the shovel out, you know. Peaceful discourse for me and, and, and the future president. Who said who said anything about shovels or are threats to his life? I just wanted. Oh, just what happened in the past, you know. I just want to know the, the secrets that he's being told about the nation. That's all I want. I mean, we, we give him a platform to speak on this podcast. He gets elected tr- a president. He deserves yeah. to give us a little something back, right? Wait, oh, by the way, are we, people are, are um, up in arms against the media, blaming the media quite a bit for the, uh, the, the Donald J. Trump phenomenon. Are we culpable as well for giving him a voice somehow, even if it wasn't our intention? Yeah, I mean, we have a listening base. Uh, that means we count as a media. Um, yeah. Plain and simple. So Those 72 people that listen <laughs> to this. What are you yeah. talking about? It's at least 74 right now. Okay. All right. 
Cool. I mean, I, I think uh, Brock and Michelle can make it 76 one of these days because they're, they're going to have a lot of free time soon coming up, I think. So let's make that transition from politics to NBA. Barack Obama is going to be a free agent uh, oh, next year. And, and to, to help with this transition, right. can I point this out? Sure. At the same day that Trump uh, met with Obama at the White House, do you know what else happened that day at the White House? Yeah, uh, there was a mannequin challenge with Michelle Obama in the other end of the room, basically, in the hallway where the Cavs... And Michelle Obama kind of killed it with his mannequin challenge. That's right. And uh, no, so the Cavs went to the White House. Uh, Obama honored them for winning the championship. He made some quip about thanks for beating the Warriors. Now, for sure, the Bulls, '93 Bulls or whichever year it was, are, are the best team of all time. So he got that one in. But he was. It was like I watched this uh, on on YouTube. Uh, his little speech there with all the Cavs standing behind him. He was basically uh, doing like a roast. I mean, uh, he was uh, saying he surprised JR's shirt showed up. And he was yeah, he got know, every single one of them. Making all kinds of jokes. He got Dante. The only one he didn't get was Anderson Vareo. Where was he? Well, why would he be there? He's he's still a championship team member. He, he... No, he's really not. I mean, he's in the Warriors. He, he's a loser. A twice loser. He lost two finals in a row. <laughs> um, that's true. Sorry, Andy, but it happened. I, I don't know if it gets to the ring or not. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so... Also, uh, there is a funny video going around. I, I missed this at the time of um, of the when I was watching it on YouTube, but uh, it was online after, and I uh, someone uh, showed me the link. There's a point where they want to take a picture, and Obama tells the uh, people to come take the podium away. Oh yeah, and, it, and right. when he does that, if, if Iman Trumper, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iman Trumper, his mind was completely blown. Uh, the roast from Obama to him was about delivering his own baby earlier in the year and even though iman was capable of that uh which is crazy his mind was completely blown seeing a podium removed and taken out of the way yeah human human life being taken out of a woman's womb not so (laughs) impressive but a podium (laughs) you're talking about a podium um and but yeah um i think i think obama did a great job with roasting the Cavs. I think he was one of the better um, introductions to an NBA team. Uh, I think it's maybe because it's just his last year and everything. You know, he just feel like, he was like, whatever, I'm not going to be political. I'm just going to say whatever I, F it, I'm going to say whatever I feel now. Um, well, I don't know. I, I only watched it because it's the Cavs and I'm a fan of them, obviously. So I haven't watched if there was other videos with other teams in the past seven years or whatever. Maybe he does that with all the teams. I really don't know. Yeah, um, you and, think he's just letting him more loose now? I, I'm sure he doesn't get political with all these. No, no, no. He, I mean, he's a big fan of b-ball, and you know, he follows it. He, he has league pass. He watches it. Um, like before he goes to bed, he watches a couple of games here and there. Uh, I'm sure they're probably in his mirror in the in that White House, or if they're in the airplane, it's like he, he can see it on his table. It's just NBA everywhere for him. Uh, but yeah, I I think he's gonna be make a great president next year for the washington wizards what do you think about that really he's going to be offered the the role of president of the wizards yeah uh, i would think well i mean if you're going to think of teams that he could go to the wizards are in a disarray um michael jordan once owned the team right so he could uh, obama could part own it and part run it as well um, I think it would be a really good fit because then, unless he really wants to get out of the White House, I mean, get out of D.C. area, uh, that doesn't really matter because, you know, uh, the daughters, I think one of them's going to college. Uh, oh, I think that one of the younger daughters has to finish school, uh, high school. So, or so they have so to stay in the area. For a while, right, man. exactly, exactly. Um, so what do you think? I, would, I think that would be one of the, the strangest things to ever happen, but, uh, who, I mean, these are strange times, like I... Like I called the most recent Mr. Zerovan episode, uh, week 10 picks in strange times. Go back and listen to that. It's a good one. But uh, strange times we live in. So, yeah, why can't the former, soon-to-be former commander-in-chief uh, be president of an NBA team? Why not be interesting? It would be strange. I don't, I don't know if I think that's – I don't think it's likely, I would say. But it's not – I don't think it's not that – I don't think it's that strange because uh, President Bush, W, was Texas Rangers um, uh, president – before he got into the that office. Was previous. So I know, I mean, before he got into the, the office. The part is doing it after, I think. Uh, just, you know. I don't know. I think I think it's... I mean, Bush now is doing a lot of watercolor painting and stuff. That, that is his, his muse these days. 
I mean, that's that's more interesting than Obama getting a uh, a gig for the Wizards. But anyways, uh, that Wizards are garbage. But you know who else is not doing so well, but better than expected, your Brooklyn Nets. Uh, yeah, I was gonna. I don't think you should even categorize it. I think they're doing well for the Nets. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said not so well. Four and six. Four and six. They they won only uh, nineteen games last year. They're ahead of pace for that by far. Um, they had they have a win loss win loss uh, record for the past couple games. They won against the Pistons, lost against the Hornets, won against the T Wolves, lost against the Knicks, won against the Suns on the road. Lost to the Clippers horribly last night, and they got the Lakers tonight in about two and a half hours. Uh, four and six is pretty impressive. Brook Lopez hasn't played all the games because they're resting on back-to-backs. He didn't play last night. But uh, Jeremy Lin's also injured as well, and they're still four and six. They're starting point guard. What do you think of these Nets so far? Well, uh, look, if uh, so coming up t- tonight as we record, they have a game against the, the Lakers. Now, if you had told me a couple of weeks ago that not only would Trump be president but um, or be elected, but a Nets a, a Nets Lakers Tuesday night game would be somewhat interesting to me, I would have said, "Oh, for two, buddy. What do you what do you have over there?" <laughs> but 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 two for two because I think the Nets are. I haven't watched a ton of them yet, but um, the Lakers are intriguing. I know yep. we're talking Nets, but right. The Lakers are looking a lot better than I thought they would. And the Nets, uh, so far, are looking more competent than I thought they were. And I might watch a little of this game, huh? Yeah, um, I'm interested in seeing it as well. Uh, last night, I had to... Uh, I didn't watch all of it. I watched most of it this morning. And because I saw... The Clippers, they played, yeah. Clippers were up in first quarter, I think, like 30-something to 7. It was really bad. So I was like, I'm. there's no way I'm staying up for this at all. But the Clippers are, are the highest-scoring team this year so far. I, uh, uh, so they're looking really good. So my uh, former pod partner, co-founder of Brooklyn Rebound, JT Baller himself, I told him we were going to put some money down on a team this year. The odds for the Clippers were 201. I said we should put money down the Clippers. He said no. And now now they're the best team in the NBA at 9-1 and one right now. Well, uh, what, 201 to win it all is, is what you said? They yeah. To win the, championship. the odds odds the were 201, which is a really good odds. It's for... great odds. I still don't think it'll happen, but, um, I mean, I still think the Cavs are the best team. But, um, yeah, record-wise they are. I mean, record-wise, the Cavs and Clippers both have one loss. They're the only one-loss team. So the Cavs have played, like, two less games. So, I mean, you could say they're even. But, yeah, the Clippers are the highest-scoring team so far. And, uh Last year, I predicted Cavs-Clippers finals. Obviously, didn't happen. Could it happen this year? I don't know. I mean, everyone thinks Warriors-Cavs, uh, you know, the uh, rubber match there. And most people want that, I guess. But uh, I-, I would love a, a Clippers series. That would be entertaining. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, there's some chinks in the armor of the Warriors. Uh, you found out in game one of the NBA season when the Spurs mm-hmm. gave them a thrashing. Their interior defense is very, very bad. I mean, Draymond Green is trying to hold his own. And he could do that, but when you have mm-hmm. when you have big people going into the paint and aggressively, he can't jump up with them all the time. So no, I mean if you if you guys go back and listen to the Western Conference preview we did, I'm pretty sure I, I pointed that out. Uh, did I not about the Warriors that they're not they don't have good rim protectors now? Yep, they don't have great presence inside. I, I mentioned that, and it's so far it's seeming to be true. I mean they only have two losses, I guess, so far, but one of those losses is against the Lakers, who we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get back into Nets talk, but but with the Nets Lakers coming up tonight, what I would say early um, early on is again I haven't watched a ton of Nets, but what I would say is um, could the difference be down to coaching? Both teams have a new coach, Nets and Lakers. Yeah, we already knew kind of what Luke Walton could do, and he he's been impressive so far. Um, you know, certainly a far cry from Byron Scott days. Um, what about Kenny Atkinson for Brooklyn? Uh, you've obviously watched more than I have. Yeah. Uh, you've, been, you've been to how many games so far this year? Uh, three, how many have they had, uh, anyway? Three games, and they've had ten. So um, No, uh, uh, sorry, home games. How many have they had? Oh, um, I've been to three of them. The home opener, and, um, I'm trying to remember, Pistons, and another one. I can't remember right now. But um, when it comes down to it, yes, Kenny Atkinson and Luke Walton – all these new coaches in the NBA, but Kenny Atkinson having his actually first head coaching gig, he's been such a huge influence. And this is what we I talked about in, during our summer uh, podcast and how great of a hire this was. People wouldn't know until now. Now he's making Brooke Lopez 
stock go so high. He's hitting threes. He's made ten threes already in his past eight years, nine years. He's only hit four. Um, he's putting up rebounds. There's uh, Trevor Booker's averaging a double double with eighteen points a game. People that aren't shouldn't be like names in the NBA, really. Um, not in the NBA, but like as in leading on their team are now producing because of this coach and their system, I would say. What is Anthony Bennett? Has he done anything yet? Yeah, he did make an appearance last night um, during the fourth quarter of the Clippers, and I believe he had two turnovers uh, in that game. So he's been... He's been so uh, two turnovers in garbage time, okay, and yeah. fourth quarter garbage time. I mean, it's better, than a D, it's better than DNP, all right? It's better than DNP, right? <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> so, um, uh, but yeah. Uh, what about, as, as Joe, uh, what's his name? Harris, Joe Harris, got Joe, any burn yet? Or Joey, Joey Bucky Harris, yeah, he gets like he gets off the bench. He's seventh man. He do, he does put some work. He hits open threes. He drives to the rim. He finds open guys on the wing. Um, what the Nets are waiting on right now is uh, the guy I've been super excited about, and most Nets fans probably, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, picked out of Arizona last year, traded um, for uh, forgot not Thad Young, but they gave up someone last year for uh, this pick for RHA. And this guy, two nights ago, when they played in Phoenix, they won by like about 15-20. He had 20 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 assists. He was facilitating because Jeremy Lin doesn't have the ball now. He's injured. He plays defense. He hits threes. And he wears a headband now. So who doesn't love a guy with a headband on? I mean, LeBron famously. Yeah, he gave that up now. but uh... Rondo had the headband. I don't know if he still wears it anymore. I mean, I I don't know if Rondo does, actually. Al Niverson rocked the headband. I mean, there's a lot of headband fandom in the NBA. Uh, but regardless, this guy is going to be the Paul George. Right now, he's not even he's not up to Paul George level. He's not even a poor man Paul George. But he will get to poor man Paul George level, and then maybe even potentially up to that level. Um, keep a lookout for him. Uh, other Nets... I mean, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he gets up to that level. That would be a... Last bits of, yeah. Last bits of Nets news. Well, I'll just say the schedule real quick. Lakers tonight, Thunder, day after tomorrow, Blazers, Sunday. I have tickets, but will not be there. Um, I have to be, go out of town, see uh, the niece and nephew. You know how I do. But I'll be back for Tuesday night against the Celtics, who right now, Celtics own the Nets pick uh, to swap. But their record is only a game behind right now. So if they were swapping, yes, they probably want to swap, but it wouldn't make that much of a difference. Was I think the most of a Nets game I watched this year was against the Celtics. Was that the first game of the season? Uh, yes, that was the home opener for the yeah, Celtics. I'd watched like yeah. most of the second half of that one, actually. Um, and they, they, was, they were close to winning. They, they kind of choked it at the end, right? Um, or, or Celtics just pushed through at the end. I think they had a shot to like tie it with a game-winning shot and, and clanked it or something. But yeah, it that's was when I first was saying, oh, the Nets might be a little better than I thought. The Celtics, well, the Celtics might be a little worse than I thought. Honestly. Right. They're the Celtics were up by twenty-five in that game. Nets brought it all the way back. I turned off the game for like uh, six minutes because the wifey wanted to watch something else, and then I was just checking the box score. Six minutes later, they were down by two. The game was going one minute left. I was like, oh my god, we start putting it on, and. Uh, me and the wifey were screaming, thinking the net they just missed two threes. So I was going to say that since the last time you saw the Celtics Nets play, if you're not doing anything Tuesday, this is an open invitation for you to be my guest Tuesday mm. on the Brooklyn Nets take the Celtics at the okay, Barclays Center. Ma- maybe make this work. Maybe do a little live potting like we've done in the past at Barclays. Of course, of course. That's the only way I would see it. Um, so, yeah, Celtics, I'll be on Tuesday. And then last note, Gravis Vasquez was dropped from the team. He had an injury uh, that he might mm-hmm. need a long time. And they That's needed the only a, reason why? Well, depth was the reason why, because Jeremy Lin's out, Gravis Vasquez out. They don't really have a lot of point guard um, there. So then they got uh, Yogi Ferrell, who was on their summer league team and was on the Long Island Nets uh, team. So they just called him up. And Vasquez Yogi. is that Yogi. I mean, you got wow. you got some interesting names, and he's actually pretty good. A lot of people like him. Um, many people are saying he's a big deal, so we'll see. Uh, with your cat, I want to jump to your Cavs real quick, just and then we'll go around the NBA. Um, yeah, they're playing right now against the Raptors. Actually, I'm going to take a look at the score. Okay, the third quarter just started. They're up six on, uh, at home against the Raps, who they've beat this year already in Toronto. Yeah, they're nine and one, I believe, or maybe eight and one. Um, their only setback was against the Hawks. 
Okay, so you so, have them. You have the Cavs. I'm looking at our predictions for the for the year. You have the Cavs right, for 56 yeah. wins. I have them for 62. Yeah. That might be low. I think yours is probably going to be closer uh, in that one. Um, but not not a whole lot to say about the Cavs right now. Obviously, they look good. Um, I think uh, JR is a little banged up. He didn't play last game. Not playing tonight. Hopefully, he'll be healthy and he'll be all right. But other than that, you know, um, they look fine. Uh, Kevin Love's playing really well this year so far. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. Um, you said they look fine, Kevin Love. Now, I want you to answer for all of Cav Nation here. What do you think of Kevin Love and Banana Republic ads? What is your opinion on that? Wait, is he really in the ads now? Because the little, the whole little Kevin thing was like a guy that kind of looked like him that became a phenomenon. Nope. Is, is Kevin Love actually doing the ads now himself? He is. All right, so I'm not up on this. I don't think I've seen them, but is it is it fun? Are they like comical? What are you, why are you asking me specifically? Um, well, I mean, he's your guy. Uh, he looks like you a little bit with the beard. He's the only one that's closest resemblance to Padre. Um, and I, I guess, yeah, we both I mean, have blue eyes, I think, as well. Oh well, I'm not staring into your eyes right now, Padre. Um, let's not make this about you. This is about Kevin Love, okay? <laughs> well, you said he looks kind of so. So I want you to I want you to address this because it's very controversial on the on the interwebs how. Kevin Love looks so damn good in a Banana Public suit. What is up with that, Padre? Uh, I mean, is there a picture? I'm, I should, be, should I Google something right now? All you have to do is Google Banana, Kevin Love Banana Republic ad, yes. Make sure you put the Republic on the end of that, or it could be some even weirder stuff coming up. Um. Right now I'm looking at him in a, a pink polo, holding an old-school basketball between his legs, rocking some khakis. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen this picture actually. Um, yeah, he's, he has like an old school kind of basketball in his hand. Yep, yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's a good looking guy. What what am I supposed to say about it? That's all. That's all I wanted crazy. from you. I just want Wearing I want a skinny blue tie. I don't know. Would you rock that look, Padre? Uh, not not typically. I mean, if if a Banana Republic wanted to throw me a little cash around, I'd sure I'd do it. Uh, I don't think that's that offer is going to be upcoming. I'm not uh, on a famous enough uh, level yet to uh, probably garner those type of uh, promotional uh, deals or whatever. What do you call it? Uh, why am Campaigns. I blanking on an obvious word? No, not campaign. Uh, well, whatever. But endorsement. Uh, yeah, I don't endorsement? Know. endorsement. Yeah, that was that was a. Uh, all right, I'm, go- I'm a little slow on a Tuesday pod. Now I said I was going to preach like the Reverend, but I'm coming up slow. That's right. Yeah, I, I can't garner those endorsements yet, but uh, sure, I, I, <laughs> you know, I don't know where we're going this whole. You know, you know, it's great because I told you to look at Kevin Love, and then you're just mystified. You couldn't come up with words because you're just so enchanted by looking at his ads. So I mean, yeah, you know, he's got this one with a striped black and white striped shirt under a gray suit. Yeah, it's very enchanting. He looks like he's wearing two watches. I don't know. Is that possible? What, I don't know what that is. He's got but, like two things on his wrist. Potentially now. Uh, this is my last Kevin Love thing, but I think for for you, since you you have the connection with the Cavs uh, people, mm-hmm. I, I want you to bring on little Kevin to the next podcast. I want to hear his feelings on this because I'm sure he's a little jealous now okay. that Kevin Love's in the limelight of things. I'll have to hit up Richard Jefferson to get in touch with little Kevin. I guess he he okay. seems to be the one who's his handler, but okay. Okay, cool. Um, so around the NBA, some big news. Uh, it's boring, but big. Um, in a way, CBA, no one cares about that collective bargaining agreement. But it looks like it's going to get done by December. Does not, and That prevents a strike, potential strike. And what it does do is three huge things. Uh, salary, cap in, salary cap increase from the networks that are paying them, the ESPNs, the TNT. So with a lot more revenue, that means teams will be able to spend money, which is why Kevin Durant was – basically able to sign with the Warriors. It is started now. It's going to keep on going up. Um, better scheduling, meaning there's not going to be a lot of back-to-backs, a lot less preseason games, uh, prevent from shitty uh, games to look at, like our Brook Lopez-less game, like last night for the Clippers fans, which I'm sure they were all bummed about. They couldn't see Brook Lopez last night. That's why they paid those, yeah, those like, tickets. We won by 30, but uh, you know, no Brook Lopez. Was it even worth it? They uh they threw popcorn and beer everywhere. It was it was a messed up. And then the the most crazy thing, which is 
something that you don't think of. I don't know. It, it reminds me of being a kid of loving the basketball over and over again, just expansion. Expansion teams in the NBA uh, will be a possibility. Right now they're at 30, and they're thinking about adding two more teams because they'll have a lot of revenue. Might as well increase uh, the opportunity around the NBA. Uh, here are the rumored cities. The first choice that most fans would want, but not necessarily guarantee, Seattle. Uh, the favorite right now that has all the comings in like check boxes of a brand new stadium, a diehard basketball fan contingency, the Louisville, Kentucky, they used to have a pro team and the hmm. colonials in the ABA, uh, Las Vegas is on there. Uh, yeah, Van- I've been hearing about that a lot. Vancouver's on there. Um, international flavor. Hmm. And then also Mexico city international flavors on there. Uh, Pittsburgh, eh, Omaha, Kansas city, and St. Louis that rounds them out for the teams. Uh, of cities that could have a potential team. Yeah. Who would you want well, to, out of those two? Out of those two? I mean, you, you I mean to pick, like eight or nine. pick two out of the eight oh, or nine. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to pick Seattle. I mean, you kind of alluded to. That's what the fans want. I think they deserve to have the team. It was pretty bullshit that the Sonics had to move. Um, Louisville, I don't. I got to be honest. I don't get that one. I guess they had an ABA team back in the day, like you said, but... I mean that's a basketball town. They got the Louisville basketball team. That's I don't think they have enough fans to go around. You know I don't think they they have enough. Um, and their football team's really good it. this year too. They're, they might be in the national. Yeah, that, that's a college town, not a pro sports town. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see it, but maybe uh, Vancouver. I don't. You know they had the Grizzlies, uh, who are obviously now in Memphis. Maybe they've got more basketball fans nowadays than they did then, but. Unlike when the Sonics left, I don't feel like that's a, that's a Pacific Northwest team that I feel like was fine to leave. It wasn't like a big deal or anything. Don't necessarily know that they deserve to have a, a team back. Pittsburgh, um, they have three uh, sports are, uh, teams already. I don't know if that's a big enough market for four. Uh, maybe, I mean, I think a lot of Pittsburgh fans are uh, Cavs fans because it's kind of close to Cleveland. Omaha is strange to me. I don't, I can't see that ever happening. Um Mexico City, I that seems strange as well. Uh, it would be interesting, certainly. Is there a lot of basketball fans in Mexico? Yeah, uh, I mean, all of... playing an NFL game in Mexico City next next Monday. No, I mean, Mexico uh, City, I mean, they have that uh, Aztec Stadium um, for the National Mexican uh, Soccer Team. And they love basketball because basketball... The reason why uh, basketball is going to be the most paid... Um, Sport after the CBA, um, not per athlete, but just overall revenue. They're going to uh, overthrow the uh, NFL. It's because of the international fan base. And South America and yeah. Mexico have brought so many players to the NBA. And they, they every every year they do an NBA in Mexico and NBA in Europe. And But Mexico is one of the well, places they have a lot of Mexico games. Mexico hasn't brought a ton of players to the NBA. What are you talking about? Uh, there is Horatio Lamas, uh, former... Phoenix Sun and Vancouver Grizzly. There is uh, that's all I got so far. Uh, yeah, there's not many. I don't, it's not this is Eastern Juan, Juan, else, Juan Carlos Navarro. Uh, he might be Spanish though. Uh, he's Spanish. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that about that point, but yeah, that that's kind of strange to me. Kansas City, St. Louis. I could see there them getting a team. Maybe maybe KC. Oh, I'm Eduardo Nahara. How did we forget about Eduardo? Yeah, how did we ever? crazy to think that we could have forgot that legend uh legendary player but um Las, i guess i would i mean las vegas they're saying again is going to get an nfl team too maybe basketball to me makes more sense there actually um i would probably say seattle las vegas but maybe seattle uh, st louis since the rams left st louis i was gonna say that NFL, too I, I think st louis would definitely Get a team there. I'll, I'll say Seattle and St. Louis for my two picks, even though maybe Las Vegas makes the well, most sense of all these. I was, um, I mean, I, I would say, wise, you know, right. I would say St. Louis too because of the loss of the Rams, but I'm going to root for Louisville just because I have a little more personal ties to Louisville. Um, I think being being there every every winter, every Christmas, and every Namus <laughs> so far. Because of Pod Jen. Yep, because of uh, Podjan herself, uh, she she talks about how much they love you know basketball. Football is brand new for them in terms of them being really good at it. Um, yeah, they're good this year, ranked top five. Yeah, I mean they're three, and they probably could be they're in the. Now, yeah. And then they have the 
leading Heisman quarterback. I forgot his name, Jackson. Um, but yeah, but when it comes down to it, Lamar like Jackson. they are a huge basketball. Like people watch the NFL, but they love basketball more than anything. The, the I mean, the Wildcats and the Cardinals. Yeah, just because it's an NBA team, that means they'll bring but both fan bases there. I just don't know if I agree with that because, like, what other city has a, a massive college basketball team and an, a, and a popular NBA team? Uh, I mean, it's not like Charlotte. It's, it's Charlotte. They have two. I mean, the, the Hornets aren't that popular. I mean, I guess not. Not popular, but they have a team. That's what I'm saying. There's two. I guess that, that's one example that they, just has a team in general. But they have I two mean, college teams that are better. You know than yeah, Duke and, and UNC. Are you talking about? But those aren't. Neither of those are in Charlotte, right? Maybe in. Not it's not too far. far. It's not too far, yeah. I mean, no, they're clo- those teams are closer, I believe, to Raleigh than to Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, more on the coast, I believe. Mm-hmm. But Charlotte's a little more in uh, into the state. I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, certainly I think that maybe that's the best example, but it's not exact. And, and um, I still think college basketball is way more popular in North Carolina than the Hornets are or anything. Other examples, I can't really think of any. Michigan, UCLA, Michigan State. I guess UCLA was uh, big for a long time when the Lakers were also big. I guess um, Michigan. When the, Pist- when the Pistons were good near Detroit. No, because you had Irvish Magic Johnson. Uh, Michigan State is not far from Detroit. Actually, I don't know how far it is. From yeah, Detroit, but um, you had Magic Johnson on the during the eighties, and you had the Bad Boy Pistons. So, I mean. Um, Matt Johnson was at for Michigan State at the time. He was a Spartan. So, I mean, you there's there's a there's a there's a small amount of examples. I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to just and Detroit's still a major major metropolitan area, which I wouldn't put Louisville in the same category as Detroit or Los Angeles. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. You're rooting for that one, it sounds like, but I, I just don't see that. Word. The only thing that the, the close proximity wise, the closest team that would be from them would be Indianapolis, uh, the Pacers, uh, which is about three hour drive because me and uh, me and Jen have done that to drive up there uh, from Louisville to Indianapolis flying out. And it's a pretty easy drive. There's nothing really on the road. But in that middle part of America there, there's, I mean, if you're going to go either, you had OKC, you, you tried that out and it worked, you know? So a, te- a team that, like, would embrace basketball, if you're talking about comparing it to Omaha versus Louisville, obviously Louisville's a no-brainer. Like, it just, it makes no sense. No one's talking about Omaha, but I'm going to root for that. We'll see. Who knows what will happen? All right. Um, uh, now, I have a question. Uh, we're talking expansion teams here. Mm-hmm. Let's say they do bring two new teams, or even one team in. How does this work exactly with the NBA? I'm not uh, entirely sure, actually. Filling these teams up with players, how does that? how is that going to work? So, last expansion team was uh, the Charlotte Bobcats, right? Um, and they yeah. had – each team has to list uh, – there's an expansion draft. Each team has to list, I think, two to three players that are available for drafting, um, and then everyone else are definites. Or I think it's the opposite. I think there's three or four players that are definites that are locked, and everyone is available. I forgot which one it is. So um, they can just draw. It's probably the second one. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they can draft uh, one player. Um, uh, they don't. I mean, not every team you know gets drafted from because you only can add 15 players to a team, right? If there's 30 uh, teams, uh, 32 teams, that means 50. Yeah, you can't do that twice, so you have to figure out which players you want. And then also you're talking about having rookie draft pick as well. You'll be in that fix that same year. Uh, So it's kind of weird. I remember um, when the Bobcats drafted their main superstar player they were getting off a team was Jared Wallace from the uh, Sacramento Kings back then. That's right. I remember now. Okay. Yeah, and then they just then they just did uh, draft picks after that. They got like Ben Gordon, they got DJ Augustine, not Ben Gordon, DJ Augustine, Raymond Felton, all those players. Um, yeah. No, but does the the player I'll that they for. take like the like the Gerald Wallace in this case? Um, does they have to be a certain type of player contract wise, or what's the, the deal exactly with that? Yeah, the agent or I think. Um, I mean, the funny thing is now with uh, the the cap going up, I don't know how they'll mess up with it. I don't think they have to be. A contracted player. I don't know about the salary crap, cap crap uh, requirements, but basically, uh, it's viable for me to draft. If I'm, I don't know, the Seattle Sonics, I could draft uh, not LeBron James, but maybe I could draft 
uh, who else would I want off that team? Maybe Tristan Thompson. You know, maybe he would be the the casualty of the or J.R. Smith or Yeah, see that's what I'm getting right. worried about now. This this would be terrible. Even I don't even want to give up like Channing Fry. I mean we Come got on. a good team now. Channing Fry, really? No, I mean he makes clutch threes. Like I, I don't want to give up anyone. That's good good nucleus we have, so You can give up James Posey or uh Damon Jones. <laughs> the coaches, the coaching staff. Yeah, I'm. Or Raja Bell. That. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah. of course. Or what about? Of course, when they're all behind Obama, you see Damon Jones right in there. What about Vitali? Vitali Potapenko. Potapenko has doesn't his son play in the NBA? Is a Vitali Potapenko? Yeah. Potapenko Jr. Or no, you didn't Potipenko. know he. Well, he's on the Cavs. You know that, right? Uh, Potapenko Jr. is on the Cavs. No, senior. He's a. He's a. Coach, uh, he's a player. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, we're still talking coaches. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he played on the Cavs back in the day. Um, I was just saying, I think his son is in the NBA now. Yes. So he would be facing. I what... forgot which team, but no, you're talking about Sabonis. You're thinking of Sabonis. Am um, I thinking Sabonis? I might be. Yeah. Yeah. Profiling European players. I see how you do. Um... Yeah. I mean, it's like Mexico. They have they bring so many players. I mean, they have so few players. Hard to get them. Gotta get confused. Well, I mean, uh, if Trump builds that wall, then that's going to be really hard for uh, us, uh, the NBA fans, to get to those games, right? Oh yeah, the Mexico City games. That's true. I didn't even think about it in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah. They. Uh, well, I mean, it is something to say, I guess, with Mexico City, Trump aside, and you know, racism aside, of <laughs> racism <people>. aside. <laughs> But in general, Mexico City is a is one of the most dangerous cities on the planet, right? So, would that be? I would feel that would be somewhat of an issue. They want fans coming out to the games and stuff. Um, a lot of major cities have have dangerous areas, but Mexico City, I mean, in general, is very dangerous. So, what do you think about that? I mean, is that not going to affect things at all? No, I don't think it is. I mean, parts of Oakland before you know. I mean, even a couple of years ago, it was really bad around the arena, you know. Uh, New, yeah. New Jersey Nets, Newark, that's, that was really bad, too. They made even, um, I'm sure, I don't know if you've been to Prudential Center, but they made a walkway. I have not, no. Uh, they made a walkway from when you get off the train station, off the Amtrak, to go cross over the street to make sure that you're not walking outside, not for just cold, but just for, because there's so many attacks on pedestrians uh, after games. And, mm-hmm. and so, so, like, that kind of issue, that's definitely a city issue, um, but I don't think teams like and players would be affected. It, it, it would just be like as long as they're selling tickets, and, and the, which is terrible to say, but as long as they're selling tickets, uh, the NBA will try to do their best to make sure you know they're helping the city out with hiring security and police to ensure that like there's not an issue. But when it comes down to it, there's evil. They're going to do evil no matter what, right? So... Um, yeah. that's not, I don't think that's, because they had the, you I mean, they had the Olympics in, you know, Brazil, they had the Olympics in China, like, those were issues, uh, players and coaches got, like, either held up or fake held up by, mm-hmm. uh, apparently to Ryan Lochte, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yes, so, <laughs> we'll get him back on the podcast to talk about it again, yeah, he should probably um, give us a two cents on Mexico City, yeah, and <laughs> maybe the election, no, <laughs> um, no, but uh, I guess that's an example of the Olympics. That's like a, ma- a massive thing, massive scale, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. short time frame. Don't think it's exactly comparable, but I see what you're saying. Um, it will be interesting if the NBA had one Canadian team, one Mexican team, um, you know, all of North America represented. So there. let me ask you this. Which is going to be first um, officially? Do you think the NFL team will have a team in Europe? Or the NBA team will have, NBA will have a team in Europe. Which sport will be first? Um, I I would probably have to say NFL. Just maybe England, based on how many games they're playing over there nowadays, seems to be more interest from NFL getting inroads into Europe, at least into the UK. Um, basketball. I haven't heard too much about that. Obviously, there is a lot of interest for the sport in Europe, though, and a lot of players coming from there. So that could be something that's not really the same as in as with the NFL. Um, I really don't know. I I do have concerns about either sport uh, going there, just logistically. I mean, here's another thing: where you're part of the the new agreement from what you just outlined a minute ago is scheduling, right? <laughs> they want better scheduling, right? 
I mean, having a, te- a team in Europe is, I would think, going to throw that off. I, I mean, you could say um, right now East Coast teams have to go to the West Coast. Vice versa, that's a six-hour flight. It's about the same as, like, New York to to London or something. But right. if there's only going to be one team there, you're having the whole trip to play one um, one game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the jet lag alone and everything, and not like a West Coast trip where you play three, four teams. Uh, like, for example, the Nets are doing now back-to-back with the Clippers and Lakers, San Marino even. Um, in the NFL, it's one thing. You play once a week for the most part, and you have that time to go back. And NBA is different. So especially in the NBA, I, I would question... Um, I would question having a a team in Europe uh, if that would be feasible, really, or if that would be a good thing. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, honestly, I think um, I it, I don't know. It's hard to say. I was gonna say I think they should try to develop a more popular league there, maybe yeah. some type of a, even like NBA quote unquote minor league there. Have the D leagues move there, and and maybe add some more local players in. Try obviously they all these countries have teams. Well, wasn't that teams, wasn't but, that NFL Europe experiment? Wasn't that the same yes, thing? Yes, it was, which did not, which was a pretty much a failure. Uh, didn't last very long, but maybe it could work better with uh, basketball. I don't know, but I I, I don't. Um, that's what I would say would be a better idea to start with at least. But what what are your thoughts on it? Well, I, I think you're. I was thinking the same thing. I don't think it's even a minor league. I think the the level of play uh, internationally has definitely caught up, which is why you know so many opportunities. Even Olympic basketball is you know yeah USA is as fixed a program, but I don't know. Sixteen years ago, uh, when they had the Marbury's Iverson and all the other players, they were getting their butt kicked right um, left and right. They weren't dominating as much. So I think the opportunity is to have at least, definitely at least two teams, but I would say even four teams kind of like be a division over there, right? Be a separate division. Maybe call it the Far East Coast, uh, East Division or Across the Pond Division, whatever. Um, and you got like Paris, uh, you got Berlin, maybe London uh, and Rome or something like that. And then that way, geographically, they'll be close together. And when when the team goes there, you know, it'll be more of a cross-division matchup. Like, okay, all these teams from that division will go there, and they'll just swap out, and then they'll come over and play um, a a division. And that way it will be kind of even. Or eventually the long-term thing will be, it will be the eastern side of the hemisphere, western side of the hemisphere, where there's NBA East, NBA West, where they'll have, like, countries play, and then it'll actually be a world championship because that – you know, basketball is a global game, and soccer, it's the opposite. Like, USA is really crappy, right, um, compared to the world. They're getting better. They're making strides every year in soccer, but they're nowhere. the fan base in soccer is getting better, too, but it's nowhere near basketball um, and nowhere near as popular, um, you know, general here as opposed to other yeah. places. Well, so. here's the thing, too. With the soccer example, soccer is, seem, it seems to have been getting a lot more popular in the States in the past decade. But what's getting popular isn't as much U.S. soccer because it's not people. I mean, they're not as good players, not as good pool of players to watch. Uh, European and Spanish leagues and all these, like, the greatest teams are getting popular here. That's what people want to watch. It kind of could be, maybe that's kind of could be the same for the NBA. People want to watch the best. If we're adding all these teams, let's say two more expansion teams in, in the States, what you're saying, three, four teams in Europe, is the pool of talented players going to be enough to fill out these teams? Already we have a couple what people would call super teams, big threes, all these things. And there's only a couple teams right now that even have a chance to win, realistically, to win a championship. <laughs> and basketball is dominated by like one or two really good players that can really swing you, unlike football or something like that. So I, I just don't know if this, again, going back to logistics, I don't know how this is going to work out. Yeah. I, I agree with you in, in the fact that the worry of having teams are talent depleted, but I think for the first time ever, the league is just looking better and better every year. Like Steph Curry wasn't even on the radar three years or, you know, maybe four years ago, right? Um, 
and this is after four years of him playing, and he got really good. Now even, like, his brother Seth Curry is doing things in Dallas. Like, uh, you have Devin Booker putting up 39. You have Andrew Wiggins putting up 47. Like, there's more stars coming up. And internationally, every single time that uh, NBA team drafts a player, they have to deal with the buyouts and all that stuff. So they have to come to some kind of thing. Maybe it's not even making new teams. Maybe it's just help building partnerships with FIBA teams over there, right? Like the European, the Moscow league, the, uh, the, the Spanish league and kind of like, uh, like soccer does right now. They have games, uh, across, uh, countries where all of the BPL will play like this friendly and stuff. Well, not even friendly. They have an actual active league going like on Sundays. Oh, right, right, right. And then on Wednesdays and Thursdays, they play other countries from other leagues so like they have they have standings going internationally and they have standings going within their uh you know within their league like the BPL. So I think that's probably a long-term thing. That won't happen probably for another maybe you know 10 year, maybe 5 to 10, I don't know, maybe 7 to 10, something like that. But it's definitely that's easier because then you have to worry about building a team. They already have teams and then you could trade, you know, you could trade like soccer they trade between internationally. Like there's no problems about buyouts and stuff you can just say hey we want that player we'll give you like six million dollars or something like that and straight cash right. and they say okay that's fine like we'll have to pay a little bit more but yeah. we'll I get mean, a roster spot open something like that i just don't see happening in the nba especially the way things are going um players want these big contracts they're not they want year deals i mean they don't want the the, the transfer of players in the thing that's what you're saying right that's like the kind of the model uh, what do you mean by tra- like trading and transfers? I mean, when they transfer players, sometimes they're on loans, but usually or, or on loan. That's what I mean. Like, if they're on loans, it's usually between in the same league, like the NBA. But if it's a, if it's literally just a transaction and you're letting transferring a tra- trading a player, basically, there's a difference between yeah. transfer and trading. Transfer will okay. be like on a loan. Trade will obviously just be cut your ties with that person. That's right. it, you know. Um, and so that's I think that's a long term fix. That's a long way from now. Um, we will see for the rest of the year. What do you think of your predictions so far for the year? I mean, you yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. I was going to say, look, why don't we look through it real quick and say, is there a team that jumps out that, that we I would see? say Chicago about 10 games in the season. Is there is uh, for each team? Is there a team we're looking to, to have gotten a little bit wrong so far? Do we think that was maybe not a good pick? I mean, the one that jumps out to me right away is maybe Chicago maybe went low. I mean, they're looking a little better than I thought they would. I don't. I, Charlotte. I Charlotte was uh, second in the league last week. Um, actually, no, they were one in the league. Charlotte has a record of six and three, so they're doing well. Um, they lost two in a row, but they were six and one. Yeah, they lost to the Cavs uh, the last Cavs game. Uh, I have them at forty-two wins, which I, I, I like that still. I mean, maybe they'll be a little better. Record wise, but um, what about Atlanta? Seven and two. Atlanta, I think. Did I have them at a low record this year? Yeah, I think I did have. We them both at a low had them at forty three and forty six. So yeah, can... that's probably going to be a little low for them in hindsight. Now Toronto, you had pretty low. I did not, and I think you might be you. Yeah, you had them at only forty five. I had them at fifty four. I had them at one of finishing with one of the best records, and so far I'm on pace for that uh, seven and two. Losing to the Cavs right now would be expected um let's talk about uh, on toronto by the way um demar Derozan is the league leading scorer so this uh, 10 or 11 games into this the season so far that's a surprise yeah uh yeah uh, don't you know I, I it's either he's on steroids or um he's in his recent interview he said that he started studying a lot of tape watching all of his games seeing what defenders do against him and start yeah. picking out strategies basically doing his homework which a lot of players may not do. They just rely on their t- natural talents. Um, well, what I think is the strangest thing about that so far is he's not a three-ball a three ball shooter. Um, yeah. He does like a mid-range jumper. That's his game. Yeah. And to be even as, as short into the season it is, to be the leading scorer and when, you know, there is the Steph Curry's out there, the people that are hitting all his threes, um, that is, that's surprising to me. Uh, it's, I don't know if we'll keep it up. I'm sure he won't finish this season uh, with the, the scoring title or anything, but I, I thought it was interesting. Um, yeah, Bulls doing better. I mean, we're just going through the East here. They're, they're gelling more than I thought they would, I guess. We'll see. Celtics, I've kind of touched on it before. Five and five, um, they're not looking so hot. We had them, you know, 
Let's see what we had them at. I mean, I thought they'd be better. Uh, maybe they'll get it together. But, yeah, 52 wins I had for them. It's not looking like uh, the case right now early on. Um, yeah, Sixers 1-9. That's what we expected. Wizards 2-7. and seven. Uh, What do we have for the Wizards? 39 wins for me, 37 for you. So if they keep up the pace right now, they're not going to get there. They look bad. Heat are looking bad, which we called. Nets doing a little better than we thought. Knicks are doing a little worse, maybe. Well, Nets, Knicks and Nets both four and six. Yeah, but I mean, it's the, Net, the Nets. Yeah, the Nets. Um, I, they're basically one injury away from being like the bottom, bottom uh, three, four teams in the NBA. But right New now, New York, as you're saying, is that what you said? Both of them, I would say. Uh, I mean, the Knicks is probably going to happen here and there with uh, Joakim Noah's and Derrick Rose's and. They're not they're not that healthy all the time. Uh, the the one shining spot obviously is Porzingis killing it right now. Last night he did a mm-hmm. one footer Dirk Nowitzki style. They play the Mavs. Um, Dirk didn't play. I know he's on the bench. No, but he... then he mean mugged him staring right at the bench once he made that shot. And then Dirk Porzingis did. Yeah, oh, wow. and then at, <laughs> uh, he. Um, Dirk talked about it at the game. He was like, yeah, that was nasty. Nasty as fuck. Like he... Well... Yeah. Kristaps <laughs> so. uh, is from Latvia. Is that where he's from? Uh, I think so. Latvia? So, Latvia? Yeah. I think it's pronounced Latvia, but but Dirk is Lithuania, right? So are they... Those countries border? Or is there like a little rivalry between these two I countries? thought Dirk... Dirk was German. Or Dirk is German. That's yeah. right. Why do I think he's Lithuanian? Who's Lithuanian? Oh, Big Z. Um, well, still, Germany's close to there. So there could be a, a rivalry... Nonetheless. Well, not really, because Dirk is in his 20th year, so, like, I mean... No, I mean just a country rivalry, not, <laughs> okay. not between... No, not a literal one between yeah. these two guys, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Western Conference looking, uh, Mavs are at the bottom, 2-7, and seven, with the Pels, 2-9. and nine. Suns down there. The T-Wolves, 3-6, and six, starting slow. I mean, I think we both thought they'd be decent this year. They'd make a little bit of a come-up, especially under Thibs, but I understand it takes time. New coach, young team, but like you said, Wiggins is playing really well. How's I haven't heard much about ta- much buzz on Towns this year yet. Is he having a bit of a sophomore slump or anything? Uh, no, he was on. Um, he's getting up there. He actually was on the cover of either Slam or Sports Illustrated or something like that, where he was dunking. Well, I mean that. He was dunking on um, a little kid's basket. Um, so it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said, is he in a sophomore slump year? Nope. You're uh, putting forth that he dunked on a little kid's basket on a magazine cover, so he's not he's doing well still. Okay, of course. Um, what did I have them at? Forty wins. You had forty three. So yeah, it might be high. Um, Lakers doing better than we thought so far. Thunder with the same record as Lakers, six and five. What do we have for OKC here? Forty nine and forty nine. We were tied on that one. We we thought the same. Yeah, still you, happen. I think they're going to be you know top four uh, potentially. I mean, not based on their what we predicted, but I think the team is really um, mending really well together, and I think they're ready. Hey, if the season ended today and the playoffs started today, which, you know, don't worry, guys, it doesn't. Um, but if it did, uh, the Clippers would be playing the Lakers 8 seed, 1 seed first round. That would be interesting. Yep. Um, and the Warriors will be playing the Thunder, Spurs, Jazz, uh, Blazers, Rockets. The Blazers play the Nets coming up. Is that the, t- uh, the game you said you can't go to? Uh, yeah, that's on Sunday. It won't be there. It's a 3.30 game. Could be a good one. Yeah, it should. Oh, yeah, should. it's a weird time. Uh, well, I think Sunday it's to accommodate the West Coast teams. I was thinking about that because if you're going from West Coast to East, them playing at 12.30 would be equivalent to paying at 9.30 in the morning. So um, so I think it's to accommodate their uh, time zones. Your, uh, your Cowboys are going to probably be playing at the same time then anyway, so you will watch that anyway, right? Yeah, uh, did you see? Uh, I'll, we'll. T- I think we're done with with some NBA talk. I just want to touch on this before we go. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Um, Tony Romo came out today with a little uh, Romoetry uh, again, and a concession uh, <laughs> poem, a concession Romoetry. <laughs> and he said that his quarterback, that's my quarterback, is Dak Prescott, and he's going to support him. Um, said, I'm the backup. Yes, I am. <laughs> Dakota Prescott is my man. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what are your yeah, thoughts? Probably went on from there. Well, I mean, uh, you, you know the thoughts listen, of me on the Cowboys, but what are your thoughts on what they're doing? Yeah, I know and we t- talked about it. I mean, again, another yeah. plug for Mister Zero. But Tony Romo, Please listen to that weekly. We talked about it with the young E Dash and I'm a little bit. Um, but I, I think it's the only decision they could make. Uh, you got to ride with the hot hand in the NFL. 
I mean, they they have an eight-game win streak. They only lost the first game of the season. They're completely hot. Their offense is moving. He doesn't have to do too much. He's good in that he's not like a typical rookie where he gets flustered at all. He's not making mistakes. That That's all he has to do. Hand the ball off to Zeke Elliott, who's a great back. Rookie of the year, maybe even MVP if he keeps it up. Behind a, on a sterling offensive line, best in the league. Hard to uh, get any pressure, uh, get through against those guys. You're carrying the ball for five, six yards a clip. Just hand it off, make a couple throws to Dez and to Cole Beasley. That's all you got to do. I mean, they're, uh, right now they're looking like a uh, Super Bowl contender. I don't think you can bring Romo back in. Then what happens? He maybe loses a game. Uh, all the fans are going to be upset or there's going to be dissent in the ranks. Hey, look, if, if Dak gets hurt, you got probably the best backup QB in the league at this point in Romo. Highest paid, certainly, but probably the best as well. I think that's what you got to you just got to go with. Maybe if they start hitting a skid, couple-game losing streak, think about it. Otherwise, you got to go with Dak. Like your your shirt, I believe, the T-shirt you have. Dak, uh, Dak Elliott, make Dallas great again, 2016, whatever whatever that shirt is. So pulling that yeah, out Yeah, it's actually, it's actually the, it's, it's their last names, and I was just thinking about it. Prescott, Elliott, and Bryant, very law firm-like uh, team. You know, you could actually – put them in any law firm and no one would know the difference uh of that uh name if they were looking for a uh, lawyer to represent them so when it comes down to it this team this team is obviously uh, starts throwing up the x in front of the judge (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah yeah that's just michelle he probably probably had lawyer representation a lot of times already but i don't know i think my my move Away from Mr. Irrelevant so far has paid off um, since I left the, the team. Boys? Has I think so, yeah. Um, and I think I think uh, that's the way it should continue. But speaking of uh, moves, though, you also moved out from under that bridge and you started watching them again. So that's a, a step in the right direction. Yes, uh, although um, to be yeah. honest, I've been watching them on iPads and stuff because. It just makes sense to put Red Zone on and then watch the game that I'm following on the iPad because Red Zone's a lot more exciting. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't you? Would, how do you watch your games? Is that how you do, or you just watch Cleveland? That's it. No, I I have put two. I get my computer out. I put the the stupid Browns up on one tab. Mostly, I keep a track of that for a while until they. It's too depressing. Um, but if it's a close game, I keep watching all the way through. But I definitely have a second window open with Red Zone, and I'm flipping back and forth. And this past Sunday was great, honestly. I'm going to talk about it on this week's Misters, which are going to record probably tomorrow. But best slate of games, this, I mean best games in general this past Sunday. A lot's been made about how it's been a bad season so far, and it has been. Poor play, not fun games, ratings down, across the board. Last Sunday was some great games, though, and cheap among them that Steelers. Cowboys game, but a lot of other great ones. And... Uh, the Browns played Thursday, so I didn't have to watch them on Sunday, and, and that made it even more enjoyable for me. <laughs> um, so it was, it was a great Sunday, and, um, you know, I don't know. We'll uh, hopefully look to continue that trend throughout the rest of the year. And, look, I'm rooting for your Cowboys. Honestly, I, I never really liked Romo, so when, he, when it's Dak instead, and it's my boy Elliot from Ohio State, uh, I'd, and the Cowboys haven't won in so long, so you can't regard them as like the Yankees or something. I'm starting to like the Cowboys more now. Than yeah, I, I think to. I think the narrative has changed. I mean, people hated Tony Romo forever, even though he's never won or done anything to them. He's never eliminated a team so hardcore. He's the last time he beat like a team in the playoffs was the Eagles, and you know, Eagles have been to you know more NFC championships than the Cowboys have in the past you know, 20, 25 years, give or take. And um, so when it comes down to it, like, I was always defending him as a homosexual. I still will. I'm still homosexual, but I'm, um, you know, I'm... You're Dak Curious? I'm Dak Curious. I'm Dak Curious. You gotta be past Dak Curious at this point. Uh, No, I'm full on, I'm full on, um... uh, (laughs) Dak, you, Dak, no, Dascot Sexual? I, I don't know if that's better. Uh, it's not better. Uh, we got to come up with Pre- something. Press, press sexual. Prescott sexual. Press, I don't Dakota know. sexual. Dakota sexual. Know. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, and I think 
I think people are starting to know, like, oh, yeah, Dak's pretty cool. Unless you hated uh, Ohio State, unless you were from University of Michigan, uh, I don't think there's really a reason to hate Mo Claret. Yeah, he does the uh, eat him up thing every single time he gets a first down. Sorry, did you just confuse Ezekiel Elliott with Maurice Claret? No, why? I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Rewind the tape. Wait, what did I say? You just said you called him Mo Claret. Oh, maybe. I was thinking of Maurice Claiborne for a second. I was going to go to that. Oh, uh, because Claret was a, a former Ohio State quarterback from up previously. But, but yeah, Ezekiel Elliott, he's eating. I wish they'd let him do his crop top in the NFL, but no, no dice there. But uh, they didn't even let him do it his last year in college. But, yeah, I mean, he's a beast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut my T-shirt um, and make it a crop top. Uh, so. <laughs> the deck, the make Dallas Green again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that way people will really pay attention to my shirt and uh, how good they are. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, I I would love to come on uh, and talk or maybe record a bit, go back to that bridge and record my feelings about the Cowboys and uh, and maybe uh, send that over to you in a voicemail or call you from there. Hey, I think you should do it. And if you do it soon, we'll put it in this week, uh, week 11 picks, if not uh, a podcast after that, but yeah, look out for more Mr. Relevant and look out for more Brooklyn Rebound and, and stay subscribed, of course, to the Brooklyn Rebound feed where you can get both those podcasts. Who knows, maybe we'll record a small council one soon, some more Thrones talk, even though it's off season. Um, we had talked about doing a, a Westworld podcast at some point, maybe an episode about that. Are you still watching that? Uh, I gotta get caught up, which is why, um, we have not really talked about it. I think, I think their last, I just read many tweets about it, but not actually, there was a big turn, so now I really have to watch it. There uh, was a twist, I saw it coming, I predicted it, but, um, yeah, it was, it was still a cool scene and everything, good episode, so, yeah, you definitely need to get caught up on that. But, uh, anything else to tell them, I mean, Facebook... Find Pod Boys Productions, P O D B O Y Z. I think those plugs like have been working. Page. We've been I've been seeing those uh, likes and a couple, couple yeah. views on the Facebook. So thanks, guys. So let's get some ratings. Keep views up. Keep those eyeballs on it, baby. Yeah, just just keep on hitting refresh and like, and then uh, and then also just keep on rating us on iTunes. That would be awesome too. Uh, that'll do it for me, Padre. Thank you again for killing on this podcast wow we did a we did a long one today we we gave it we gave oh, it to the people more regular bkr length of over an hour i say no brooklyn bite over here no we ain't biting we ain't biting um but yeah that'll do it for this podcast uh yeah. hit us up whenever and we'll catch you on the flip side good night pod drew all right i'm gonna watch the last few minutes of Cavs raptors and i'm out peace all right good night rest of the world let's go nets peace Three.